Good morning, transgenders, and those in between outside, and those who are in allyship with us. Today, we are going to be having our first episode of Transvestigations. I'm your host, Jocelyn Beyond, and today we're going to be discussing one of the most controversial topics in pop culture as of late. We are going to be discussing trans women and the men that love us. Now, trans women in itself, baby, were already a controversial topic. I mean, you don't even have to know to know, right? So we're going to just be, we're as in me and the audience, um, are going to be discussing what this attraction means, what it does, what has been occurring in the media as of late, um, and how we can approach this topic. Um, and I think it's something that hasn't been discussed enough in the media. Um, so I decided to create my own way of, um, delving into it. All right. So we're going to start with the Pornhub statistics. So those recently came out and they created quite a bit of a firestorm on, you know, social media. I saw all these queer publications posting about it talking about um you know the just the sheer amount um of growth that we've seen in porn categories for trans women and how that correlates to violence in our community um but all that being said um we're going to have this conversation so i'm just gonna pull up uh the file of the files that I have on this, um, and we're going to just discuss. So the thing that stuck, stuck out to me <clears throat> very loudly was that we saw 70% growth on Pornhub. And obviously like, we don't really know how Pornhub collects our data and things of that nature, but 70% growth is a lot. And I started to begin to, you know, question, why do we see this growth? Why do we see this? And it almost comes down to this question of visibility, right? We're having this moment in media where trans women are becoming center stage. Everybody wants to see the girl with the, with the dick <laughs> running around, prancing around the neighborhood. We have, um, you know, jewels on euphoria, However you may feel about her representation. Personally, I love her. Um, you know, we have Hunter Schaefer, Jules and Euphoria. We have, um, I can't remember the name, but the girl who's on Gossip Girl. She's sickening. We've had Pose. We have all these people kind of popping up. And we also have this dialogue of anti-LGBT administrator, administrative officials, government officials, trying to prop up this transphobic rhetoric against us. So with all that visibility, obviously people are like, hmm, trans bodies. And I find it so interesting because trans bodies, right? Like, when you're a trans woman, people constantly question your body. Like, they want to know, have you gotten the surgery? Have you gotten this done? Have you gotten that done? And part of it, I think, comes from this sort of almost sick sexual interest that people have. I, I, I wouldn't even call it sick. I would call it sort of a morbid curiosity. I mean, you know, we have this weird phenomenon even with, um, you know, straight women, finding, you know, um, 
gay sex attractive, right? And we know that from even the Pornhub statistics that we collected that a lot of the viewers and the consumers of um, gay porn are straight women. And I think that with cis people, it works in a similar sense, sort of this unknown, this, this new thing. It's kind of like kink, right? And here's the issue with that. Like, why is it a kink? Why is our humanity being viewed as a kink? What is up with that? And it just is very, it's difficult. It's difficult to really understand because it contributes to so much. And there's sort of this dual area of it, right? We have this issue of, okay, so people are beginning to view us, but they're viewing us as Pornhub categories and nothing really else. Because when we're, we are visible in the media, our media is being consumed by other trans folks, really. It's not really being consumed by the men that are attracted to us. Let me ask you this, trans girl viewers that are listening, watching, tuning in. When has a man ever sat down and said, we should watch Pose together? Girl. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I, in my many years of living with the men that I have been with, have never seen some white boy pull up and say, let's go watch a lecture read a white girl on the television set. No, ma'am. So, obviously, like, the media that these men are consuming is just porn. Porn, porn, porn over. And, you know, we have, we'll have discussions on porn and the moral ethics of it later, in later episodes, but this blasting of porn and all of this stuff, and what does it say? So, I conducted some interviews with, um, men in my life, men that I follow on IG, men that I know, da 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 and there was one interview that really stood out to me. Um, this was an interview that I conducted with somebody who I'm going to keep them anonymous. They're not somebody that I've been with. They're just somebody that I know. And they talked a lot about this exaggerated femininity that trans women present, right? And this exaggerated femininity, I, I think Julia Serrano, she's a famous trans feminist she wrote in her book whipping girl and she said that there is an imagined sexual sub submissiveness that trans women have and it, it seems that in this dialogue about trans attracted men we run into two types we run into ones who view trans women as sort of this thing that they can dominate without it becoming too much of a threat to their masculinity because you're still dominating a woman. You're still dominating a woman. You're still being with a woman, but she has a little something extra. And then you also run into these men who are, want to be dominated by trans women who feel that being dominated by a man is too much. And they want to be dominated by a, a female thing figure with penis. And it, I always say, if you want to question masculinity in this country, and you really want to dive into the deepness and the hardness that is masculinity in this country, you have to look at trans women and that they're the male admirers of us. Because it seems to be such a, a source of shame. And it's almost, it's almost homophobia in a way. And... I can't really be bothered to understand why exactly. And I was conducting these interviews and these men were talking about the fear that they feel. And 
it's interesting because the shame and all of this, it's, it's, it's like telling your family that you have a piss kink or that you like boys when it's really not quite as complicated as a lot of them have made it out to be. And, you know, a lot of trans women, you know, you see in, you know, in, in, I remember I was watching some clip from a documentary about ballroom a while ago and there was a girl and she said, if there's a man who says that he doesn't want to be with you because he's afraid of how he might be perceived, he perceives you as a man because he perceives it as gay because in reality, a man and a woman loving each other, that's no ill. There's no ill will there, but a man and a man being together, ooh, that's scary. So it's almost like a subset of um, homophobia in a sense because they're viewing you as a man and then prioritizing you as a man as something secret as something to be hidden and I find that fascinating because I really do think it's true that that's an aspect of you know the patriarchal ideas that are enforcing us into this darkness into this kink into this fetish and patriarchy in sort of the male-dominated sphere has taken anything that is feminine and put it into this tiny little box and trans women have become a part of that box they become a part of um this umbrella of of shitting on and that's why i find it so interesting when turfs try and you know a trans exclusionary radical feminist for the listeners who don't know a feminist that doesn't include trans women in their feminism i find it so interesting when there is no um, insertion of us into their feminism where they're afraid when it's we are very much under that umbrella of oh I seek to dominate you but I seek to keep you secret I seek to keep you kept as a slave as my sex slave that's what they want they want that um, secrecy that um, dominate domination you know and I remember something that another one of these men said in these interviews was that he perceived us as being more feminine more feminine than a cis woman and it's like the reason why we we do we perform this femininity to such extremes that a lot of people have a problem with is for the nature of survival and when you come in here and you fetishize the nature of my survival how do you expect us to form a healthy relationship you're fetishizing something that i have had to put on as armor you know and you're saying oh well that's hot to me because a cis woman could never do that And, you know, I can't really shake the feeling that we are never going to get past this point where men view us as objects of only sexual possession and of not, of a piece of conquer rather than a piece of humanity and seeing us for who we are. And I have no issue with the growth in gay representation that we've seen in lesbian representation that we've seen in trans representation that we've seen but the lack of representation of healthy fulfilling relationships between um transsexual women and men is astounding and we don't see it with celebrities we don't see it i mean lover and cox herself like we don't see her walking down the red carpet with her boo and that's her business so this is not me joining the shitting on lover and cox um club but it's it's i mean we did see her that one time but you know what i mean and like even lover and cox like she isn't getting the show-stopping movie deals that she deserves so i i wonder you know 
what is it going to take for us to get to a point where we can reach an inevitable um, peace as transsexuals with our male admirers and um, move past this sort of objectification, this almost slave mentality of serving them, um, you know? And it's so tied into our culture as trans women. It's so tied into our lives, our survival, because that's all we were ever seen. And part of my issue with feminism is that the modern feminist movement is that people tend to not really understand that, that trans women are as much of a symptom of patriarchy as a cis woman. And if you asked a trans woman their experience with cis men, they would tell you exactly that. Um, but yeah, so we've done an analysis of those Pornhub statistics and we're finding quite a bit of um, interesting information on the topic. Um, hopefully, as time progresses, you know, with, with, you know, looking more into it, hopefully we can get some kind of real representation of us and our male lovers on screen that doesn't represent a toxic dynamic um, that is unfulfilled and unwilling. Um, because at the end of the day, I want trans women to be shrouded in the same love that a lot of cis women are shrouded with. And it's not to say that cis women don't have terrible men in their lives because everybody is a victim of something under patriarchy, unfortunately, including men. Um, so hopefully we can get to that point eventually. Um, I do think it's fascinating that we're almost reaching this ultimatum of where do trans women lie in the equation of life, in the equation of humanity. And I hope probably more than anyone, or as much as any next trans woman truly, uh, when will we reach this point of being placed into humanity as functioning members where we can love and be loved um, by men, truly and unequivocally? Um, yeah, I mean, I found, what I found most interesting about you know, these Pornhub statistics and all of this crap. Is our role only that? Is our role only going to be that for the rest of our lives? And I really do, do truly hope not. Um, because the trans women of today and tomorrow definitely do deserve better. And I see it. I see these beautiful creatures who walk around and, and they are themselves. And they are so beautiful. And in my life, you know, and in a lot of trans women lives, we haven't really run into somebody that can show the affirmation for the true spirit that lives within us. Um, so yeah, that's all for this first episode. I'm sure we'll be exploring more of this in part, maybe a part two, if it is requested upon by anyone, or um, just in general. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Tune in next week for more um, transvestigations on transvestigations with Jessalyn.